0: dumbassery i just got an ad from masterclass which is like where celebrities and famous people teach like online courses about what they're good at and shit like steve martin teaches comedy nancy cartwright teaches voice acting shit like that one of the people teaching a class is george bush george w bush teaching a class on authentic leadership authentic isn't it funny how the world changes Maybe it's because Donald Trump blew everybody out of the water with his personality, but George Bush, for as dumb as he allowed himself to come across, he was one of the most cunning and vicious liars ever. Authentic leadership. I can't wait for Lizzo's class on dieting. The, I mean, the death and destruction that he caused by claiming that there were weapons of mass destruction, you know, whatever. I hate advertising. I thought about going into advertising briefly, and I just, I, I've not seen a new ad that's creativity level is higher than its bullshit level. This is like the most obscure soapbox ever, but I really feel like advertising creatively has nosedived. If you look at some really old like, car advertisements or or something like that, the meat of the content is just different. One of my favorites is this old Rolls-Royce magazine ad and the tagline is, at 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise you'll hear on the highway comes from the electric clock. It makes you go, aha, you know? And now, uh, it's just about how many black people you can fit into your 30-second ad. Dumb You know, you want to talk about, like, representation? The only time I've seen somebody in a commercial that looks like me, the only time, it was that Super Bowl commercial from years ago, where I don't even remember what the product was. It was, like gum or maybe it was geico i don't know they all blend together the joke is that he was like a chubby guy with rosy cheeks and curly hair you know like me and the product for whatever reason makes a super attractive girl attracted to him and the joke is that without the product he would be a loser nerd that nobody will ever love because he's ugly and people hate him but with this product He's a a chick magnet. So my only representation in media is you are a, a an ugly loser that needs our product to be a person. That or super bad era Jonah Hill. Those are the two. It's funny how hollow representation is. I mean, I, I would feel offended, man, if I was of one of these ethnic groups that they're pandering to nowadays. Like it's so see through, and the way they use you like a pawn is insulting. You know, it's dumbassery everywhere, pal. Last week we started the Dumbass of the Year contest. The virtue signalers of the World Cup beat out Nick Cannon, the man with the most powerful seed in the United States. Now, as for the matchup this week, you know, I debated whether or not I wanted to include Kanye West because because if I include him, he's the clear winner. There's no competition. I mean, him showing up on Alex Jones, and Alex Jones is the the sane one, it's too easy. It's too easy to choose Kanye. So I think we're just going to have to do this. We're going to have to concede that Kanye is dumbass of the decade. And the dumbass of the year contest bracket is now Kanye West's The Jews Are Controlling the Entire Country Dumbass of the Year bracket. I'm naming it after Kanye because he's King Dumbass. You know, not for nothing, but if Jews really were running the country or the world, the world would be a lot better off. The world would make a little bit more sense, let me tell you what. Jews don't want to take credit for this world because this world fucking sucks. Alright? If we had control of it, pal, bagels would be the number one export, and maybe everybody wouldn't be killing themselves all the fucking time. I'm naming it after Kanye. He deserves it. He deserves the title. It's like how Snickers sponsors the Super Bowl. Kanye sponsors the Dumbass Contest. The Dumbass Bracket. So the winner of this matchup that uh, we're about to go through will face the World Cuppers in the finals of the Dumbass of the Year Contest. And just to remind you, the World Cuppers are all the players and fans that claim activism for some stuff, like gay rights, but are okay with playing on a field that is littered with Qatari slave bodies. Uh, after... The World Cup committee admitted that a lot of their quote-unquote laborers died in the lead-up to the World Cup. And, you know, okay, so in terms of this week's matchup, uh, until, like, just now, I forgot about Vladimir Putin. But he, I mean, Kanye, he's almost like a goofy dumbass. Kanye's fun to goof on, but Vladimir, I mean, he just started a war. I'm actually doing a freelance project for a small company based in Ukraine right now. And I sent in some work and they sent it back with like pages of notes. Like, Jesus Christ, they got a lot of time in that bunker, I guess, to send me pages of notes on this copy I wrote them. But we don't think about it, man. You know, life goes on for people, even in a war zone. It makes you appreciate what you have. Although, to be honest, people always say like you should appreciate what you have. You should not take for granted that we live in a very comfortable existence. Most of us do, anyway. I mean, relatively. But I'm uncomfortable all the time. There's never a moment in time where I'm like, yeah, I feel good right now. I'm never comfortable, never satisfied. I'm always annoyed. I'm always agitated. My base level is discomfort. But listen, I don't have Vladimir Putin breathing down my neck. Me and Vladimir are about the same height. He'd be breathing on my neck, which is kind of hot. But regardless, the Ukrainian people are very nice, man. I've met some Ukrainian people in my life, and they're always very nice people these Ukrainians I'm working with right now, I gave them a really great price for this project. And they've kind of like expanded the project scope past kind of what we agreed on. But I really don't want to say anything or, you know, ask them to trim down what they're giving me because it's kind of more than what we agreed on. Because it's like they're in the middle of a war and they're working. Like, it would be really dickish of me to be like, yeah, listen, you know, um, I just there's a couple of details in our contract that I'd like to nitpick here. While well, there's fucking mortar fire flying over their children's heads. <laughs> like, like, what do you do? I certainly don't want to be the guy to squabble with Ukrainian business owners during a war. I mean, that sounds... I, I would be the most evil of villains to do that. I would be a Jew. I'd be a Jew to do that. So you talk about Vladimir as as a as a, as a dumbass. I mean, I loved how... He kicked off the war saying that he was going to denazify Ukraine. A lot of leaders, man, they're so bold with their bullshit. They're so bold with their lying, you know? Like, they'll just say the direct opposite of reality is fact. But it's all about confidence, you know? That's the secret to life, really, is is confidence. I mean, it's how you get literally everything, asking for shit and confidence. Those are, like, the two main things that will get you what you want in life. But for whatever reason, most people, hey, including me, struggle with both of those things. There's that Rolling Stones song, you can't always get what you want. Let me tell you something, pal. In this world, you just have to grab it by the balls. Tug on the testicles of life until they scream for mercy. And it gives you what you want. That's real life advice, pal. Straight from the Dr. Phil handbook. And none of that is an endorsement of Putin or what he's doing. It's just... Me trying to pep you up here on Dumbassery. Trying to make you accomplish your dreams. Do you have a problem, pal? Do you need advice on something? Email me, dumbasserypod at gmail.com. I'd love to help you with your problem. That might be an interesting segment. Let me help you, pal. Anyway, McDonald's pulled out of Russia. Coca-Cola pulled out a while ago. I love that. Like I love how they immediately brought in knockoffs of everything. The Russian, they now have like a Russian version of McDonald's and a Russian version of Coca-Cola. And it's just so pathetic. Like, it's literally the definition of, oh, you don't want me? Well, I don't want you either. I'm not fired. I quit. Yeah, it's called Tasty and That's It. Russia's knockoff McDonald's. You gotta imagine what the workers in this place are thinking. They know it's bullshit. They know they're living in a ridiculous reality. I mean, listen, we're living in a ridiculous reality in the United United States. Okay, but we've got more free will, I think, than the Russian people, certainly. You know, the war is still going on, and this happens really with everything. There was so much support and rightful support, you know, from regular people across the Western world for Ukraine. But people, I guess, just either forget about it or get fatigued. And you don't really hear anybody talking about Ukraine anymore. You know, like, a few people have, like, the Ukrainian flag in their Twitter bio, but the war's still going on, and, and, you know, a lot of people seem to have forgotten. There's a term for that. Sympathy fatigue or something? I don't know. But, but, I'm sorry, I just got sidetracked. I kind of want to jerk off right now. I know that's, you know, that's off topic, but you ever just get, like, a tinge of, ooh, I have the urge to jerk off. I I mean, I don't know what tipped it off. I mean, nothing in particular. I, I don't think I'm attracted to Putin or Zelensky. Certainly not Britney Griner, as I'm as I'm scrolling through the most recent Ukraine Russia news. But yeah, no, I just uh, just got that twinge, but I, I will power through and and tell you that uh, Vladimir is a, is a true dumbass. Now his opponent, and I won't get into it too deep because uh, I think we've all heard about it. But this is a recap. I mean, I think his opponent's got to be Amber Heard. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, that op ed. Okay, so. A few years ago, she did an op-ed in the Washington Post, and listen, she's a rich white woman, so of course she got carte blanche to have this big, flatulous article to schmear the beloved pirate of the Caribbean. And I gotta tell you, that, that shit would have fucked me up if I was Johnny Depp. And he waited three years or whatever, four years, to let the truth shine like a beacon of hope in this crazy world, pal. And he was able to humiliate a chubby Amber Heard live live on the internet pal i mean she's dumb for thinking she could get away with it you know when her opponent is somebody as beloved and strong brave as johnny depp Uh, she's lost her looks she's lost her charm her likability i don't know what the latest news is on her in that aquaman movie but i I can't imagine people want to see her in a major role because that trial was real popular for a while there uh the most recent news says uh new aquaman in the lost kingdom test screening allegedly proves allegedly proves that amber heard is still in the movie um you know what i, I wish that movie was more realistic man let's just drown her be done with it that was dark <laughs> let's drown her <laughs> you get a giant pool and just be like, hey, listen, you wanna be Miss Aqua? I don't know, what what is her role even? If it's Aquaman, is she like the wife of Aquaman? I'm not into superheroes and shit. Is Aquaman even considered a superhero? What is like what is her role? She's Mira. I don't know who Mira is. She needs to look in the mirror and drop about 15 pounds because she's looking absolutely fatal currently. I'm just looking at her, her uh most recent Instagram post. This is from June 1st. This would be great for, like, a dramatic reading. I mean, the the absolute bona fide confidence of rich white women, the absolute arrogance of rich white women cannot be understated. I remember seeing some article by Molly Ringwald where she was slamming John Hughes, the director of The Breakfast Club. And it's like, that guy gave you the fame that you're still barely clinging to 50 years later cow here's what she said in this instagram post the disappointment i feel today is beyond words i'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power influence and sway of my ex-husband and now here comes the i'm a great person looking out for other people part i'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women It's a setback. It sets the clock back to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. You know, you gotta be weary of people that fight too hard, go too hard in one direction, or or seem to be really into a certain kind of activism, because they're often shielding their own bad behavior by acting like an arbiter of good. Like, for instance... Did you know that Philip Morris International, the creator of Marlboro Cigarettes, their whole marketing campaign nowadays is that they're going smoke-free in the future. And if you go on their Twitter page, which is very unpopular, they've got like 30,000 followers. I mean, who the hell's going to follow Philip Morris? But they're talking about how they're going to go zero net emissions. And we need to talk about workplace fairness. Meanwhile, you're marketing cigarettes to Indonesian children. And, of course, this smoke-free ad campaign that they're doing where they're saying that they're going to get rid of cigarettes and go smoke-free. You know what they're not going? Is (laughs) nicotine-free. Like, it's just, it's all literally, no pun intended, smoke and mirrors. And that's the bullshit I hate the most, man. That's the bullshit I cannot stand the most, is, is this, like, cloak of good that these obviously shit people put on. And it's insulting because it's so see-through and it's so stupid. I was—I I wonder who runs their social media. Like, how do you live with yourself? How does the CEO live with himself, man? How does the CEO of Philip Morris live with himself? You know what? These guys are assholes, too. There's too many goddamn assholes out there, man. All right, listen. Vladimir Putin beats Amber Heard. Listen, he started a war. Amber Heard is just a cunt. All right, there's uh you know, I mean, come on, what can you say? So the finals of the Dumbass of the Year contest, bracket, whatever you want to call it, going to be Vladimir Vlad Putin versus the Virtue Signaling World cuppers. And that's next week. Crown the Dumbass of the Year. Man, a high title. A high title here in this country. Dumbassery. The more I watch Gilbert Gottfried stuff the more i realize how much of a genius he was dude if you haven't gone back and looked at his stuff y- you've got to the good ones die young and uh gilbert also died young i think gilbert would have liked that joke i'm always perplexed in a good way by these guys that can write jokey jokes like it's a mechanism that I, in these guys' head that i cannot even fathom like gilbert told this joke one time i'm gonna butcher retelling it but Coming up with this, I don't know how he came up with it. And it's possible Gilbert didn't even come up with this because he loved to tell old jokes and sometimes they were like public domain jokes. I don't know if this is even him, but he he loved to tell it. And it's something like a man was, was walking on the beach when he saw an armless and legless woman sobbing. He went up to her and asked her why she was crying. She said, in my whole life, I've never been hugged by any man. So the man reaches down, picks her up, and gives her a hug. As he goes to leave, she starts crying again. He goes back and says, okay, what now? She says, in my entire life, I've never been kissed by a man. So he, so he picks her up, kisses her, puts her back down. He goes to leave again, and she starts crying again. She goes, in my whole life, I've never been fucked. So he picks her up, throws her in the ocean, and says, you're fucked now. Yes. Uh I mean, what is, I mean, like, my jokes are, I guess they land under more observational, at least in my stand-up. But coming up with that, like, Jackie Martlin, Gilbert Gottfried, like, uh, uh, punchy type shit, it's just incredible to me. I don't know, man. A few years before he died, a documentary came out about him, and it was fascinating because it showed him in a light that you've never seen before. First of all, he didn't have his voice on. Uh... If I've just broken the illusion for you, I'm sorry, but that was not his real voice. obviously. And another thing I admire about him, and I think this is true of a lot of comedians, is he really developed a a persona. He really developed something outside of himself, outside of his jokes that he could bank on. I mean, that voice, you know, that's an invention that carried him through uh, a lot of voice acting work, if nothing else, right? A lot of cash. That easy voice acting work, and I realize if I'm going to make it in stand up over the next four hundred years, I've got to develop more of a persona. I mean, I really think my jokes are good. I really do. I think, I think they're solid. I mean, you know, but obviously they could be a lot better, and you know, you just got to work towards them being perfect. But I don't yet have a persona. You know, do you need it? You know, I mean, do you need a persona as? ridiculous as like an andrew dice clay where it's just totally over the top i mean is there or is that just an 80s relic and nowadays you know you you shouldn't do that i don't know i don't know man it's something uh i guess that comes with time you know gilbert was great on and this is a a long gone show but he was great on celebrity apprentice with donald trump he was just like totally out there and it, it was perfect celebrity apprentice was a show where like washed up kind of celebrities would come out and like they would try to win something some sort of business arrangement with donald trump i think was was the synopsis of the series but gilbert was hilarious and now we're presenting luvo's strawberry frozen yogurt and i assure you it tastes fattening but it's not now i have two children And I look at them every day as a miracle. The miracle is a woman had sex with me twice. So in your face. Just totally taking the piss out of Trump and the entire show. And that's the thing. That's the other thing I admire about Gilbert is he just didn't care. He didn't give a fuck. And that's such a valuable trait for a comedian. He was as offensive as possible. He relished in the offensiveness. And he he couldn't care less if someone had an issue with something he said. And that's such an admirable trait to me. And one that I I would love to fully attain. I mean, he told a story once where he booked, like, a corporate gig. And it ended up being a a company where there was a lot of religious people. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do, like, a ton of ridiculous offensive religion jokes and he gets fucking thrown off the stage Uh, because he just he he's got that true chaotic nature that to me is is rare and needed in in comedy and i think the other thing is he was a hard worker man you know what we don't see behind the scenes of really any ultra successful people not to say gilbert was necessarily ultra successful but the amount of work you put in is proportional to your success in some ways yes luck is important and luck is a real thing but you'd like to think that working hard increases your net chance to get lucky not in a sexual way in a career way why are you always thinking about sex i mean how dare you my loyal listener how dare you Yeah, if you get a chance man go back and uh, enjoy some some gilbert I want to say also that his Aflac, he was the Aflac duck. If you're not from America, Aflac is an insurance company and their mascot was this duck. And of course, he was perfect as the Aflac duck because his voice sounds vaguely like a duck, right? And he got fired from the gig uh, in 2011 after he joked about uh, the tsunamis and earthquakes that happened in Japan. This is from uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Affleck Inc. has severed ties with Gilbert Godfrey, the longtime voice of the insurer's duck mascot. Gilbert's recent comments about the crisis in Japan were lacking in humor and certainly do not represent the thoughts and feelings of anyone at Affleck. And that's one thing I love about corporations is corporations don't have emotions. Corporations don't have feelings. I mean, a corporation is a fictional entity. It's something that we make up. There's no tangibility to a corporation. There's no place for anything but compassion and concern during these difficult times, says the senior VP of AFLAC. Nothing but compassion for citizens during this trying time. That said, for all of our Japanese AFLAC customers, we can't guarantee that your tsunami claims will be processed. Thoughts and prayers, but Section 18 of our rule book says that we have very strict rules on tsunami refunds. Insurance companies are the biggest assholes in in the world, man my favorite offensive gilbert moment might be this was three weeks after 9-11 and uh it was at hugh hefner's roast. remember when roasts were a thing man roasts don't really happen anymore sad anyway here's the joke he talks about it a little bit too that's the way my mind works i wanted uh basically address the elephant in the room i have a flight to California. I can't get a direct flight. They said they have to stop at the Empire State Building first. <laughs> balls. That's what comedy needs. It's Balls, man. He had the testicles. Man that said what he wanted. And at what cost? He Listen, he lost a lot of work over his career at different points, but didn't let that bring him down, man. He kept working. It's commendable. Now, if only, if only he wasn't a Jew. Still, only mark against him. Dumb assery.